Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. Today, I am honored to have Patrick Weah with me. Patrick is a soccer professional. He plays for Minnesota United, and his nickname is The Snake by his uh, teammates. Uh, I think that's just because of how good he is and how shifty he is, not because of any questionable decisions, uh, but super excited to highlight his story and how he's gotten to where he's at. So, Patrick, thanks so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. It's a blessing to be on here and speak to you about my about me you betcha brother so yeah so just kicking off your story the story you were born in liberia so just talk a little bit about growing up in liberia and uh in life there yeah starting starting up in liberia the lifestyle wasn't it wasn't easy obviously uh we grew up in like like in slums poverty where it was hard to yeah. get food to eat uh mom's it was just my mom and two other kids, so it was hard for her to find food for us to eat too. But, but other than the war and the stuff growing up was actually fun. We played soccer, and soccer was a religion there. We played religiously. Uh, we, if we're not playing soccer, we call it football. There, we were talking about it twenty-four-seven. And uh, we watch like people actually get really angry and like frustrated when their team lose. It's like a riot over there, especially against a classical. Yeah, it's like a parrot. It's a parrot there, like a, like uh, what should I call it? A fiesta. Like it's a party. Like yeah. the team when people be on the street celebrating for like twenty four seven, and that happens in big games like Chelsea versus yeah. Manchester United or like Barcelona versus Real Madrid. It's like that. It's like just a religion there is like big. So, yes. So growing up with siblings and, and your mom working that hard just to provide, you know, the basic necessities. Talk a little bit about how that, you know, created a, you know, work ethic in you and things like that. Yeah. So just seeing my mom waking up and working hard, starting her own business, selling candies and stuff to provide okay. for her family. Yeah. That just pushes me hard to work harder because... I was a religious person. I, from a young age, I always believed that I was going to be successful if you work hard. And yeah. I always been taught that hard work do, does work. So you're not going, even though you fail, it's not failing. It's just God redirecting you in a different direction. So you can oh, become yeah. successful in something else. So that's really good. So you kind of took some things on your own to be able to help provide for the family. Yes. So talk a little bit about that and just growing up in, in an environment where you were doing that. Uh, don't like I have to sometimes my mom had to stay at home with my brothers and I had to sell and yeah. uh, selling like just being there out there helping my mom sell candies and stuff. Yeah. And like just playing soccer, like helping other people mm. get better and just being in the community where people look up to you and like just helping my mom out with the business while she's helping my other brothers out and my other cousins and siblings it was just a blessing from god yeah that's amazing so now if i understand it correctly was your dad playing professional soccer uh yeah my dad was a soccer player but he did play in the pro league in liberia but yeah professional sports in Liberia do not pay anything so you're just doing it for the love of the game and the passion yeah and he didn't care about the money yeah so he was just playing what he was doing that my mom was working 
providing for the like because in Liberia, like I said, they don't pay anything for soccer, professional sports. So he just did it as just pure all his heart and the passion of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, yeah, growing a passion for soccer. It sounds like, you know, a lot of your friends, a lot of people in Liberia are just in love with soccer. You've got family that's in love with it. So talk about doing something just out of purely passion for it, opposed to, you know, hey, what can I get from it? Uh, so, like, that's a great question. Like, being, being like, a part of your environment, it's inevitable to love something. It's like yeah. passion. Like, you just in the environment where people are playing 24-7 and talking about it 24-7. <laughs> like, it's the code that says if you, like, if you hang around the barbershop, soon enough you're going to get a haircut. So, like, I'm just, I was just brought up to play soccer, even though I didn't like it, I was forced <laughs> to like it. And we're just playing in gravels and, like, dirts and stuff. We didn't have cleats. It was just children out there running around with smile on our face because that was, like, an escape. It's, like, that's why you're not the country. It's, like, playing soccer. Even yeah. there was like some violence going on, but when we feel united and like togetherness when we play together and then share our thoughts and like beliefs and our skills and passion on the field together, that's what brings smile on our faces. Yes. So you didn't like it right off the bat? Soccer wasn't your thing? No, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I would just, I was, I just focus on staying home and then, <laughs> and then my friend, I got, I got a kind of peer pressure. Let's go play. Let's go play soccer. I was like, yeah, I gotta do this. My dad played. He was really good. He's yeah. a lefty. My dad, my brother's a lefty. I wish I was a lefty, but I'm a righty. <laughs> <laughs> so as as this is transpiring, is there a certain point in time where you start recognizing, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this soccer thing, or you know, I, I'm pretty competitive amongst my peers or the people I'm playing against? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know my talent, like, until, like, I st- like the first time my friend was like, let's go play, like, and then I started playing for fun. I already, uh, like, I knew how to play, but I never took it seriously. Yeah. And then I go there, and then right off the bat, because, like, I feel like God blessed me with a talent, and then was showing me, he just told me, there is your talent right here. Like, yeah. this is what I'm going to show you by, like, which in your friends, I'm going to bring your friends towards you. And they're gonna t- like change you to play, and then and they did, and then I, and I recognize I'm good at it, and other people recognize it too. At first, people were telling me that you're good, you're actually good, and I didn't pay any attention to it. And I started, and then I started falling in love with the sport. And ever since, I never looked back and just started playing, improving. Wow, I love it. So, Patrick, for you then, uh, kind of mid two thousands. Uh, you you come to the United States and uh-huh. talk a little bit just about that process. I'm I'm sure there's part of you that's excited about the opportunity, but there's part of you that's probably like I'm I'm leaving everything that I know. So talk a little bit about just yeah. that transition to the United States. So my family was fortunate enough. My grand my grandparents they came way before us. Mm. I was in 90, 2000, and they they won a lottery visa to come. Okay. Here. And then after a few years, like the May 2000s, they applied for us to come here. So uh, me and my mom, we had to do interviews uh, to get pictures taken for our visas and stuff. And then we were just fortunate enough to be like, just, you know, we have a big family. We're just fortunate yeah. enough for us to be selected to come here 
to our grandparents, to my grandparents, my mom's parents. Okay. And uh, that's how I came here. And then, like you said, it was a lot of changes. It was a lot of changes. Uh, well, like God said, like, there's like, like God said, like, he's like, let not God said, but like God redirect us so we can do something better. Yeah. So there's like a redirection for me, but like, it wasn't a bad redirection. It's a redirection for my benefit. Mm-hmm. And coming to the United States is what everybody wanted to do, what everybody aspired to do. So like, when people when we came here, it was like, yeah, this is what we wanted to do. Keep come to the United States because of the opportunities. Yeah. And if we know if you work hard and stay out of trouble and don't follow bad things and influences, you're gonna be successful. So we're mm-hmm. grateful to be that in the United States. So yeah. yeah. So was your both or you and your siblings and your mom all able to come to the United States? Yeah. But my dad's sad and my dad's family is over there still. Okay. So was, was that a hard piece to, you know, say bye to friends that maybe weren't able to come and family members that weren't able to come? Um, yes, but at the same time, I was excited. I was yeah. like, it's like Christmas Day, getting presents. It's like, this is what we wanted. Like, <laughs> it's like, this is what we wanted our whole life to come to the United States. And it was like, everybody wants to. Like, people will kill over it to come to the United States. Yeah. So, but. So it was a blessing to be here and like, I'm grateful for it because now so many people get the opportunities to come here. So, yes. Well, I'm sure as you transition, people probably take notice of the fact that, Hey, you're pretty good at this soccer game. And I think, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about sports, right? Is sports can connect you. Even if you have nothing else in common, it's like, Hey, if you're good at this sport and I'm good at this sport or I like that sport, we can have an instant connection. So talk a little bit about how soccer helped you, you know, transition into, you know, life in a foreign, foreign spot. Yeah. Uh, good question. When I first came here, it's actually funny that you said that that sports can re- like connect you to people that you've never known. Yeah. And those people can be a blessing to your life. Yeah. So when I first came here, we were on welfare, EBD cars, living session, eight apartments. We live in a neighborhood in South Minneapolis where the crime rate was higher than the graduation rate. Wow. But yeah, but my parents and my mom has one mindset. If you work hard, like she was doing double shifts, working hard, um, getting making sure we got food on the table, but she wasn't making enough money. So that's where we're on EBTs, cars, welfare, and uh, stuff like that. But, but, uh, when we came here, soccer, when I started playing soccer, my mom didn't let us do all that, all that stuff in the streets and stuff, even though we have people around us doing it, but we were also like focused on being successful and working hard. Yeah. So it's just that mindset and the stuff she ingrained in us, like, if you do this, you're going to get this out of it. Like just hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then my grandma actually signed up us for soccer we didn't have enough money to sign up for sport. That's one thing the United States had to change. Immature sports, like, they have to not let people pay to play. Like, yeah. there are a lot of talented kids in the United States that can't afford it, like, mm. when I was growing up. So, but big thanks to this lady named Trina Kramer. She was, uh, she was, uh, she was our youth organizer. Like, she was the, I don't know what job she had at the club, but she, I think, I think she was the director. Yeah. 
And then I think it was like $200 each to sign up. Okay. But she took like $50 from my grandma from for both me and my brother. Wow. So like, yes, that was nothing. So like, and she helped us a lot. She would bring us food. She would pick us for soccer. And then we started playing for a local club called Urban Stars. And then we play our team from the suburb. This is how I meet somebody that's going to change me, change my life for yeah. the better and forever. We play the team for suburbs called PSA. And then there's a coach named there, Chat, Chat Ogo. And he noticed me and my brother, and we were talented. And then he saw the talent in us. He saw us that he can help us to achieve our full potential. So he took us in. He was like, come play for us. Yeah. Recruit at the same time. But during that time, he wanted us to play for him, but he also wanted me to go to school. And got so I cannot be in this neighborhood and like right. like where I didn't even set alarm clock. I just wake up because of gunshots and like and I just wake up and I'll be scared to go to bed. Yeah. And then you hear gunshots speaking, you hear gunshots too coming to pick us up. So he was like, You just just gonna live with me in the suburbs. And this is my first time being in the suburbs. First time seeing a a million dollar house, a big house, and like this is strange, like strange and familiar. <laughs> <laughs> this is strange to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't used to talk, say anything. I just used to be a quiet kid, just turned outside the window. Yeah. And uh, just big thanks to him. I went to school at was out of high school. And a different parent took, took my brother and he went to Hopkins High School. And okay. those were schools in the suburbs. We're getting good education. Yeah. And we were also playing varsity soccer. And I stayed with him for five to six years. He made sure my education was good. He fed me. Uh, you made sure my relationship with people was good. Wow. It's just like just a prof- being professional and professionalism too. Yeah. You made sure that was good. How you greet people, how you look people in the eyes, how you yes. shake their hands, because those little things matter. And yeah. um, and then after that, been waiting for five years. Make sure, like, was out of high school, it's a tough college, but in Liberia, I also like focus on education too. It's education and soccer for my parents. Like, yeah. they're hard on like. You got to go to school. You got to go to school. <laughs> and then uh, my mom just trusted him because at first she was hesitant. And my auntie was like, this guy seemed like a good guy. You're trying to help the kid. And yeah. uh, and then he helped him a lot. And then went to school there. Then got a got a scholarship for a right to go to St. Louis University. And that was his proudest moment with me, yeah. me going to college. Yes. So I, I got to ask you a couple questions on that. I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, all right, you, you get the opportunity, you're in the U.S., you're super excited about it. Yeah. And the really the only familiar thing for you is mom and family. And then all of a sudden, you're now going to go <laughs> with a relatively stranger, right? So I mean, yeah. kind of another transition. And once again, we, we assume at this point, he's a good guy, right? That's the hope. Yeah. That's why we're going to live there. But, you know, have you ever talked or as your mom ever said, was that hard for her? Or was her focus just so much on wanting the best opportunity for you and your brother that she said, hey, if that's best, I'm willing to, you know, have him go? Yes, yes. Like you said, she was everything that was good that's going to help us and benefit us. Yeah. She was all in for that. Yeah, that's so selfless, but so amazing for her to do that. Mm-hmm. So in high school, uh, you, you start performing really well. And I think it's your junior year. You guys end up being the state runner up. No, that, 
No. No. Uh, my freshman year, we were still running up. And my sophomore year, we won state. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about freshman year being state runner-up. I always think that it's such an interesting balance because part of you is like super excited that you made it to the state championship and you had that opportunity. The other part of you, if you're an if you're a competitive athlete, <laughs> which you are, you're pissed off, right? You're like, oh man, yeah. we got that close. And then we ended up losing in the championship game. What? So talk and, then a little- play, and then we played the same team the next year in the same championship game. And we were not going to lose that. <laughs> no. So yeah. Uh, so talk a little bit about just the fire that that created, you know, of yeah. the losing in a championship game. And all right, now I need to, you know, really focus in. Yeah, I remember that game. Like, I, it wasn't so much about me. It was more about the seniors. Yeah. Like our leadership group that was leaving next season. So I felt that I, I owed them something that I had mm. to do it for them the next year. So I was given a trophy. Like, a, I'm not a personal, like, oh, year it's your word, personal achievement. That's not for me. Yeah. So they gave me the trophy. I actually gave it to one of the seniors, like, one of the leaders on our team. I was like, but you deserve it more than me. I don't deserve it right now. I'm a freshman. Yeah. And I, yeah, and uh, and I was like, I promise you, I'm gonna win a championship trophy for you. And I go, and then next year, everything I did, and I had that drive because it wasn't for myself. It's yes. Not, it's not because of like, if it was for me, I wouldn't have pushed myself hard to do it. If it was somebody else, it's like that's my why. And like looking at them, like I gotta do this. I can't, I can't not not do this. And then uh, the next year, I just worked really hard with my teammates, listening to coaches. Our coaches was really good. We had a good returning people, like group of guys coming back. And uh, we went undefeated that season in one state. Yes. So I, I want to highlight what you just said, because I think that's so important and so pivotal. And that is when you have a why that's bigger than just yourself. Right. Uh-huh. When, when you've got some other something that's really fueling you, I think that is something that we lack sometimes. And it causes us to not just push as hard as we can or cause us yeah. to not do everything we can. So talk just a bit about that for you, whether it's the why of you know being from Liberia and getting, you know, feeling like I've got this opportunity. I want to make the most of it or the why of the senior class didn't get a championship. So I want to win one for them. Just talk about yeah. that and how it's impacted your life. It's just living on a why. Like, for example, me coming from Liberia of like of so many people that could have came here and I, I was chosen to come here. Yeah. I was so fortunate enough for my grandparents to want a Larry visa. So I'm like, when I play and do stuff, I do it for people that that could have been here, that could have so like so I'm not like saying that so they don't look at me and be like, I could do better. Yeah. Like I'm doing it for them. So like I try to show my passion to soccer for them so yes. they can so they can feel happy, so they can feel good. If I win and win or lose, as long as somebody else feels good about it and not me, I'm I'm proud of myself. As long as I do it for somebody and they take something out of it and they appreciate it and they like love what I do, like I don't I don't do it for me doing it because I want to personal achievements I do like you said for a why like another why was my family my mom just looking at my mom working hard too double shifts at night uh not having time to see us and uh just just pull her head down and keep working I don't blame her for that that's what she had to do but 
I'm grateful for her too. It's just having that why it pushes you, it gives you an extra gear, extra gas tank, and yeah. it just got to makes you work way harder than you, like you said, if you were doing it for yourself. That's so good. So like you mentioned, you said, hey, I progressed. I had a good you know, high school career, and that gave me an opportunity to pursue a college career. So just talk a little bit about what went into your decision-making process and how you end up picking uh, St. Louis U to go there. Yes, yeah, St. Louis is a, was the quickest decision because unfortunately, junior year, I tore my ACL, I think. I believe so. Yeah, junior year, I tore one of my ACL. The first ACL, I tore my ACL. And then uh, that year, I didn't play. I just do some recovery stuff. Yeah. And then senior year, I went to Minnesota United Academy, hmm. DA, and then playing there for set, played in there for seven months. Okay. And uh, they were going to sign me. It's funny because when we went to showcases, my coach was telling coaches that I wasn't going to play. Prof- um, I was not going to play college. I was going to sign professionally. Yeah. My academy coach. And then COVID hits like uncontrollable hits. We can't control what we can't control because it's COVID nineteen. We can't control that. <laughs> right. And it hit. And it hit, and the club wasn't making enough revenue. So I said they wanted me to go to college for a year. And then and then I had to pick a college because I didn't know. And then I had some people, some good people helping me out with colleges. Like, I didn't sign with no agency at that point, but I was working with agencies. Not, not agencies, but whatchamacallit, people that knows, like, they have connections with colleges. Yeah. So they were, help, they were just texting colleges, like, Patrick is not going, not going to sign for this year. So can you come here and play? And then SLU, it was SLU, University of Virginia, Portland. Uh, it was uh, U, U, Clemson, UCLA. And then uh, well, all that school, SLU just uh, seemed the best. I, uh, I resonate with the coaches better. Uh, I love the style of play. And there was a good culture there. So, and this year they actually got, seven six or seven players drafting into the MLS draft and uh just being part of part of that wave it's a blessing yeah so I'm glad I, ch- I chose sh- slew absolutely now talk a little bit about your time as at, at slew it was not a long-lived thing no uh COVID-19 hits it was still doing COVID but yeah. we don't know if we didn't actually know if we we're gonna have a season yeah so we we're just scrimmaging and practicing and then we didn't have a season that fall season. And then the spring season came. So I only did one semester there. Yeah. And then I played and I played three games and then and then I left. Cause we came we came to a conclusion that was gonna be a better decision for me. So yes. So talk about that day where I, I wanna rewind a little bit to talk about joining the Minnesota United club team. And just talk about, because I mean, that's obviously an indicator that, hey, you've got the opportunity or potential to play, right, major league. Um, So just talk a little bit about that. I mean, did it even set in at that age or was it like, yeah, this is a cool thing, but you know, I'm not, I'm not focused too far ahead. At a young age, my confidence is really high. I I (laughs) I always knew that I was, I can play at that level. Yeah, and I'll watch them. I'll be watching the game. I'll be like, I can, I can do this. I can play this. I go watch the game. Yeah, and uh, I was, I, I was actually training with the first team, the first uh team uh doing the academy. Yeah, and then just being there, feeling the moment, I was like, I can do this. 
<laughs> and then uh, just the confidence, my competitor saying that I can compete with these guys. I'm as good or even better than these guys, but in yeah. the in the humble way. Yeah. Just like, well, so yeah. talk talk about that because I think there's a fine line, right? Of yeah. the arrogant cockiness and yeah. you know the the humble confidence, and yeah. you do need to be confident because at the yeah. end of the day, if you don't believe in yourself, there's a whole bunch of people that also don't believe in you. So yeah. if you don't, it's going to be really tough. But just talk about that. Talk about just confidence in yourself, and just know that however you say it, it's not going to be cocky because we already put that disclaimer out there. Yeah, because. It's cause I just grew up in where like in the environments like me versus you. If I'm competing against you, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like, <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's yeah, like, I'm not gonna you're not gonna outwork me like stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm a competitor, you're a competitor, and uh, it's just like competing. It's yes. just like if somebody punching the mouth, you punch them back. That's the mentality. Yeah, and then that just took me far and. Uh, I'm still learning. I'm still, I still have a lot to learn, and I still got uh, like places I want to be. I'm not even close to my full potential yet. I just gotta keep working. I love it. Now, my guess is part of that competitive drive and that you know, hey, I want to kick your ass, probably comes from having a brother that you were competing. Against. Yeah, me, me, and my brother always been so close. Yeah, like it's always, always it was always a competition between us two. Like you have a group of friends that say he's better. He got a group of people that say I'm better. And they got my, he got chat, Ogo that brought us both in. That'd be like, they're both different. They play differently. <laughs> and uh, it was like, it was like just like that competitive spirit between us. It's like, if you score two goals, we're on the same team. I got to score two. I got to score three. <laughs> if you if you get this much assist, I got to get that much assist. I got to be better than him this game. Yeah. That's how we push each other that competitive edge. And then we had uh, our, Chad's son named Jake was in between us. He said he kept he kept us together. You know, because you would get mad at each other too. He was like, he was just the leader of the team. Like, we need to work together to win. So yes. Now in the high school, did you guys get to play against each other at yes. all? Yes, we did. Actually, we did. My, How did those go? Team, How did those go? I want to hear a little bit about that. We won every game we play against them. So <laughs> Let's go. It, yeah, we won every game we play against them. It's because our school, it's a big school, bigger school than their school, so we got more kids. It was just him on his team, but it was me. It was 11 players on my team for just him. So, yeah, like, it was it was hard to compete against that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, as you end up leaving SLU, once again, we're signing with Minnesota United. Um Give me a rundown of how that comes to be uh, and, you know, what, what that day was like. It, it didn't feel anything, to be honest, it didn't feel any, it didn't feel so real to me because the whole, my whole life, I've, I've been rehearsing that in my head, yes. that situation of me. I didn't know it was going to be Minnesota. I would just rehearse that and just forward think of me being in that situation. So when yeah. I got there, it's like, it's, it's normal because it's the power of the mind. It's like yes. the mind is so powerful. It's like meditation, imagination, visualization. It's like when you're there, you're just there, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's like, okay, it's finally happened. It's like, like, thank God. Like, <laughs> bring credit to God, it happened. And yes. 
now the real the real hard work really starts. Yes. You know, I, I always think it's everything in our life happens twice. First in our mind, second in, you know, practice, yeah. right? Or we, we, we actually do it. So I, I love that you said that. Now, speaking of God, you have picked a specific jersey number for a specific reason. So talk a little bit about your jersey number and uh, where that comes from. Uh, it, it came from the Bible scripture, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, for all I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to, plans to not harm you, and plans to give you hope in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it's just that. It's actually a story. And then I told my equipment manager to write that on my boot, write that on my boots. And during that week of practice, I tore my ACL. And I was like, that's God redirecting me again. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, injuries. Obviously, you've had those injury setbacks, but not allowing that to prevent you from getting better, right? I think so often you hear of the athlete that has the injury and that's that's the end of it, right? Um, the, yeah. Versus the athlete like yourself who I had an injury, but I still have persevered and I've gotten even better since that. So just talk a little bit about that mindset for you and how you've been able to overcome those those hurdles, those setbacks. No, I just been always wanting to be in the gym and just working. So it gave me a drive. Yeah. Like it gave me a dopamine rush. And it just gave me extra thing to like, it makes me appreciate what I had more. Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's a good thing. Bad things happen to you. Good things. So you can appreciate the good things that are in your life. Mm. So, so like just being in the gym and just working hard, it gives me the extra drive to come back. The extra motivation. It makes me work harder too. And it pushes me hard. Yes, so. that's so good. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, United States soccer. Obviously, uh, here in the United States, we're, we're a little bit behind the ball. You know, soccer just hasn't been like the the preeminent sport, right? We've got basketball, football, baseball. Those are kind of like the top three. And then soccer is down a ways. But, you know, talk a little bit about MLS and, and you know, everything that goes into what, what it is here in the United States. Uh, the MLS Major League Soccer, uh, I think it's growing, has grown in the past and it's yeah. grown, it's going it's keep on growing. I think out of all of the sports in the United States, I think it's grown the most in the past couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, and the World Cup coming here too soon, it's going to be even more like, it's going to grow even more. Yeah. And not uh, just like, like you said, soccer hasn't been in the United States for a long time, like all these sports. Yep. So people are like traditionally and like know that football, or even Minnesota is hockey too. Yes. Like, like these sports have been here for a longer period of time. So they're used to it. Yep. See, so like, it's just like human nature. People, a lot of people don't like doing something that's new. Yes. They, want, they don't want to go to something that's new. They want to stick to the old tradition stuff. So soccer is going to grow. I think it's going to get big. And uh, I just, if they can change the pay to play stuff and like let a lot of people that can't afford it to play, yeah. I think we'll be able to compete with the rest of the world because there are a lot of talent in the United States. Yes. Compared I love to it. other countries. Too. Yeah. I love it. Now, just talking about growing your skills, right? Um, you, you know, obviously you've had great mentors, you've had great people in your life that knew how to play the game. But at the same token, 
you can know all of those things. You can know what you have to do, but Patrick still has to be the one that goes and does it. So, you know, talk about just, you know, the great mentors you've had and how that's helped develop you um, and where you've gotten to. Uh, it just like, when I even growing up in Liberia, I would go play with my dad and his friends. So I always been the little kid playing <laughs> with the big guys. And then yeah. my dad said, express yourself. Like, if you watch my videos, I'm that type of player that loves to entertain. And I got that from my dad. It's like the skill moves, the flicks, the trickery. Yeah. That, that, hey, that's, that's who I am as a player. And I was also inspired by the Brazilian way of playing. Like the Ronaldinho football, the Ronaldos, the the Kaka, the uh, Robinhos, like those type of players, Rivalio, those type of players I looked up to watching the Brazilian soccer play. Because my country, we weren't good at, we never made it to the World Cup, so we have to pick a team. Yeah. So my dad, my family said we always enjoyed the Brazilian style of play and just watching that. Is, that was like a, kind of a mentorship and inspiration at the same time. And my dad too, my dad being there is the biggest part. So... And then, um, uh, and then just being here, just watching videos and me making people that you like to watch play and then practicing the skills, rehearsing the skills in your living room, in Chad's living room over and over, <laughs> and then imagining there's a defender there and yeah. then just like visualizing that you're in the game and you're doing it. And that's how you master your skills and skills. And uh, that's how you improve, but still got a lot of ways to go and a lot to improve, so. I love it, man. I love it. So last kind of question for you then uh, is, you know, are there any other pivotal moments that we haven't talked about that as you really reflect on your story, stick out to you and you say, well, thank God that happened because it's led me to this. Uh, that's a good question. I would say maybe this injury right now. Yeah. Yeah, this injury right now causes like refocuses my mind. And like you you gotta appreciate what you have because you can lose it at any time. So you never know. So like just make you appreciate stuff more. Appreciate the game more. Yeah. And be so it's just appreciation of the game and taking it more seriously and more as a profession. You're not a kid anymore. It says it making mature even a lot. You're not a kid no more. You cannot be eating. You cannot be eating pop tarts with your friends. <laughs> like I'm that I'm that type of person that, like they'll say, my my dad. I say my white dad. I was about to say, that. yeah, Chad. He told me that I'm not I'm not normal anymore. I can't be hanging out around with my friends and going eat, going to look like going eat hot Cheetos. I can't be doing that anymore. Right. Be eating salad. We can't be eating like Krispy Kreme or. Uh, What's the restaurant called? We, we, we went to a lot. Um, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we can't yeah. be doing that. We can't be doing that anymore. So, yeah, that's what that makes me like. It makes me see that. Because yeah. nutrition is, is a very significant part of your recovery and how your body works. Too. Yes, absolutely. Well, Patrick, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your story and just the pivotal moments. I mean, 
you know, I love hearing you talk about growing up. I didn't even like soccer, but I was convinced by my friends that it was, it was the thing that I was supposed to like. And so I started playing and watching my dad and then get, you know, coming to the United States and then, you know, having the lady paid the $50 so you and your brother could play and me and Chad and, you know, everything that's led to where you're at. I'm so excited for you and your future and just the amazing things that are going to come and can't wait to just continue to watch the story uh, unfold and everything you're going to do. Thanks for having me. It was a blessing to be on this podcast. Frederick, that's your name, right? Frederick? Yep, Phil, Phil Friedrich. Yep, yeah. Friedrich, Friedrich. I said yeah. it wrong. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a blessing talking to you. I appreciate you.